Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. It's always so good to be with you, and I hope that you had a great few weeks and you're enjoying uh, this month, and it's a great month. I always enjoy December, and so I hope that you're enjoying it too. Well, I want to talk about wisdom. I want to talk about David and a little bit about Solomon in the next couple of days because I think it's essential to understand God's thinking and God's how he's doing things, how he handles David and, and how he handles Solomon during their life and during their crises and what goes on. And we're going to, uh, I think, learn a lot from these passages to, in the next couple of days. So thank you for joining me. Would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, thank you. For a day that we can just worship you, and we can praise you, and we can just honor you in every way. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for helping us through some tough times in our lives. Continue to watch over us. Continue to give us strength and power. Lord, continue to be with those fighting in Israel and what's going on there, Lord. Pray your hand be with Israel in this situation and protect your people, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5 says this, Get wisdom, get understanding, do not forget my words or turn away from them. Very simple passage, Proverbs 4, 5. Get wisdom. If I was just going to name this sermon in two words, I'd say, get wisdom. Solomon gives us simple treasure to live by. Get wisdom. Wisdom, according to the dictionary, is having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. Those are things that we just don't come natural. It takes work. We go to school, we attain wisdom and knowledge to help us as we go through life and make good judgments. The age-old question in many workplaces is, do we hire people because of all their schooling, or do we hire them because of having experience? Remember, the definition includes both. I know people have major degrees. They sure don't seem to make great life decisions. And I know people who have great experience but still make poor choices. I believe we find real wisdom from knowing God's word and spending time with God. As we discuss David, we see David's rise and his fall. Yes, David had a heart after God. And I said, uh, I've said over the course of time that he had a, the, the Almighty God, he had such a love for the Almighty God. And he killed, and God gave him strength to kill a lion with his bare hands and defeat Goliath. And he was quick to say it was because of Almighty God. He gave God the credit. It was kind of like some of these football games I've been watching lately, and and uh, especially this new Boise State uh, interim coach, uh, Danielson. And he certainly gives God the glory. Uh, he's always honoring God. And I had a I ran into him at a practice a while back, and I told him I appreciate him, how he stood up for God, and and he told me, that's what it's all about. I said, I wouldn't be here. It wasn't for Jesus. This is all about, my life is about Jesus. And you can tell in his attitude, his his spirit, that Jesus is, is everything. And folks, that's what needs to happen in our lives. Jesus needs to be our everything. Well, then David replaces Saul as king, and God is with him. And he is defeating army after army. And God said in the seventh chapter of Second Samuel that whatever he had in mind, God would do for him. David had the best of everything, and his God was walking side by side with him. Things are cruising along quite nicely for David until he was lured by temptation. I think you get that. 
I get it. We are all faced with temptations all the time, and we have choices to make all the time. We must learn to understand our weaknesses. Most people know when they are vulnerable to do something. If someone was a pro- had a problem with alcohol, it is probably not a good idea to spend time in a bar or with people who are dangling, dangling it before you. Some of the greatest issues of some of those people that have had those issues is they end up spending time with those kind of people, and they want to be involved with the two. They don't want to be seem like they're the spoiled sport. They're the ones that will stand up for not doing it. So they give in to the pressures. If you have a problem with pornography, it's not a good idea to get on your computer sites that take you to places you shouldn't go. If someone has a problem with handling money, that you spend every dime you have, it's probably not a good idea to hang out at the mall, <laughs> right? I wouldn't have any problem with that except C's chocolate. Oh, I like C's chocolate. David just happened to be on the porch overlooking a bathing pool and just happened to see beautiful, beautiful Bathsheba bathing. And it was more, it was so much more than he could handle. So he sent for her and he committed adultery, a terrible sin against Uriah, against God. And David knew it, but he did it. David should have turned right around, went to his home and poured ice water on his head or to start reading a scroll or do something to get his mind off that woman. Then things went from bad to worse. She got pregnant with David's child. So instead of repenting and trying to rectify his sin, he makes it worse by wanting to cover it up and having Bathsheba's husband Uriah killed. What we notice here is that in our lives, sometimes it seems like one sin continually leads to another sin. And the cycle continues until it's too late. We as people need to come clean with God right away. If you have a daunting sin hanging over your head, take care of it with God immediately. Ask him to forgive you and give you strength to make things right. You know, like many of us, you know, David, David needed a wake-up call. I think all of us sometimes in our lives need wake-up calls from situational things. We just have all sorts of things going on and Somebody has to get to us because we seem to just keep following down a path of destruction. But I think that's what the enemy does. He wants to take us down a path of destruction instead of having us turn around and make a better decision. The thing is, the Lord gives all of us, all of us, the ability to make decisions. The question is, do we make those decisions? Well, David got the wake-up call. In fact, let's listen to 2 Samuel chapter 12 verses 7 through 12 with Nathan, the priest is speaking to David. And he says, then David, then Nathan said to David, you are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I anointed you king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives and your arms. I gave you all Israel and Judah. And if all this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah, the Hittite, with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore, the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took his wife of Uriah, the Hittite, to be your own. 
This is what the Lord says. Out of your own household, I'm going to bring calamity to you. Before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you, and he will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all Israel. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die. But because by doing this you have shown utter contempt for the Lord, the son born to you will die. Oh, man, what terrible news is that? You're going to have a son, but he's going to die. Of course, David didn't want to have a son die. But David was paying a price, paying a price for his sin. Folks, there is always prices to be paid for sin. Consequences are always a part of sin. Some need a dose of, we're going to call this spiritual ice water before it's too late. Lord, wake us up. Because he gives every one of us the decision between right and wrong, the decision to make good choices. We have the right to make those decisions. There's nothing worse than getting ice water poured on you when you don't expect it. I know my brother, years ago, my brother Dan, he was of character, he once snuck into the bathroom and I was taking a shower and he poured ice water over the curtain uh, on me. Man, you come alive and hurry, head. People of God, when sin trickles into your lives, we need to come in reality in a hurry. We need to turn in a hurry. Turn away. That's what repent means. Turn away. Turn away from your sin. Lord, I, I repent. I'm giving it to you. Because the Bible says this, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God in, in Romans. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have to repent. That's why it says to become a Christian. You have to say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, because I know I've sinned, and come into my life and help me see things more clearly. The good news is this. Here's the good news, folks. David was filled with remorse. The question is, are we filled with remorse when we live in sin? Some listening today are still living in sin. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing that's not right with God. Do you have any remorse? Or are you so calloused that it just goes right on by you? Folks, I'm telling you, I'd be real before God. I'd be real before him because he is the ultimate judge. And he knows your life and my life inside out. Second Samuel twelve thirteen said, Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. He admitted it. Why is it so hard to admit our sins? Because we're embarrassed. We're embarrassed, and sin should make us embarrassed. But we're embarrassed, but you know, we got to get over that because we've got to claim victory in Jesus. Those that really struggle in life are those that have not admitted they have sinned. And believe me, they just continue to live in the world and justify sin and make excuses for sin. So many people are justifying sin. David repents. Thank the Lord that David repented, and thank the Lord you and I have the opportunity also to repent, that we can know God in a powerful way, and that he would love us and encourage us. You know, in fact, uh, tomorrow I'm going to start out with David's repentance prayer in the 51st chapter of Psalms, because David really was offering and asking God for forgiveness. People of God, you need to repent of something. Repent of it today. Give Give it to him today and change things around. You will be blessed and you will sense the power of Almighty God. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.